welcome to the 10th episode that's right the 10th episode we have hit double digits the 10th episode of tuned in with trey i'm your host trey johnson and the word of the day is ulterior which means existing beyond what is obvious or admitted intentionally hidden be on the lookout for when i use it the song of the day is fake love by drake you know I've been down so long, it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. Straight up to my face. Yes, sir. Them connections finna hit different. Today's episode is about racial profiling. This topic was inspired by a recent personal experience and more heavily a lecture I had in one of my classes. I'm taking a class called Sports Media and Society. One week's lesson was about race, gender, and speech. We discussed how athletes are portrayed by the media based on their race and gender. Commentators might say a white player is crafty, while a black player making the same move is sneaky. This is not okay. This places a criminal undertone on the player simply due to his skin color. At times, commentators also deem players of color with more of a natural ability to perform. Look at the NBA. The majority of the league is black. When they dunk, that's nothing. But if you think about, say, a white player, say, Pat Connaughton, and I want to be real with you, Pat Connaughton is bouncy. But is it more spectacular because he's white? If Bradley Beal, yes, Bradley Beal, I had to. He's a Florida guy. I had to throw him in there. Bradley Beal does that same dunk. Is it less spectacular? Do we see it as a casual play? Just food for thought. The article also discusses how black men and women are often perceived as athletes on college campuses, as if they couldn't get in on grades or be just a student. To be honest, I have experienced this assumption. However, I never attributed it to race. When I got to UF, people thought I was on the football team. Their reasoning was because of my attire. Now, I grew up, you know, my mom was a Gator. She went to UF. I had aunts who went to UF. My grandparents lived in Gainesville. So I always had Gator gear. So, of course, on the first day of orientation, what do I have on? My Gator gear. I was happy to be a Florida Gator. But apparently, that's how the athletes dress. And I didn't know that at the time. So they thought I was on the football team. In an English class, one of my professors also thought I was an athlete on one of the teams here at UF. And there were a couple of reasons. The first one is I can get along pretty much with anybody. So with that being said, I was tight with a couple of athletes that had been in my classes from time to time. In that class, the kid I was closest to happened to be on the track team. So we were really tight. On top of that, at the time, I was on crutches, right? So it's like, how did you get hurt? I was playing basketball. Oh, you must be. No, no, I was in a, I was in a pickup game at the rec center. So one, I'm cool with an athlete. Two, I'm hurt. I'm on crutches. And three, I'm really tall, bro. I'm six foot five. 
questions about basketball come with the territory. So I'm I'm used to that part. But after that week's lecture, I started second guessing some of those inquiries about my athletic ability. A couple weeks ago, I received questions about playing basketball again. But this time, I'm sure it was race related. I'm a bagger at Publix where I see hundreds of customers in a shift. But in this particular conversation, a lady told me that I should drop my job at Publix and pursue a career in basketball. Just straight up told me to go pro. Um, I was a little taken aback. People have definitely asked me about basketball before, but never told me to go pro. And it's just crazy because like you've never seen me play. All you know is I'm really tall. So that was that was a little shock for me. I was like, okay, that's a new one. Um, and then, you know, I, I helped her out. I was bagging her groceries. I helped her out to the car. She started telling me about her son and how she thought he was going to play basketball at UF. And then she asked, started asking me more questions about, oh, I wasn't playing somewhere. She was like, why don't you play at the local community college here in town, which is Santa Fe? And I was like, I'm not a student at Santa Fe. I'm a student at UF. She was like, oh, you go to UF. You're smart. And I said, yes, ma'am. But in my head, I was like, duh. Any, there are a lot of people who go to UF, and of course, they're all smart. But the people who don't go to UF are smart, too. So to me, it was like, am I only smart because I'm a student at UF? Because I know plenty of students that don't go to UF, and they all have dreams. They all have goals. They're going places. So that that part, I was really like, okay, something's going on. But then she circled back to, why aren't you playing somewhere? And that's when I realized that something ain't right when we talking. Something ain't right when we talking. Look like you hiding your problems. Really, you never was solid. The short version of why I'm not playing somewhere is simple. I'm injury prone. I've had four knee surgeries since the seventh grade. I did play basketball in high school, but I missed my ever important junior year due to injury. I returned from my senior year, but gathered no offers. I had plans to try out last year, my freshman year, but again, I got hurt. I explained this to that lady that I got hurt and was unable to try out, but her next question threw me off. She said, were you on drugs? Yeah, she said that straight up to my face, trying to play it safe. But where does that fall into this conversation? I didn't mention drugs at all. And in case you're wondering, no, I was not on drugs. I've never taken drugs. And I don't plan to take drugs in the future. That's not who I am. Based on my reaction, whatever I do with my eyes, because I have my mask on, but... Based on how I reacted, she quickly switched up her position, saying she was just joking. Her vibe switched like nine day. I could see her like right away. I came up, you changed up. I caught that whole play. Since then, it's never been the same. I didn't respond to her question. I was in shock. That wasn't cool. That wasn't funny. That wasn't because I was tall with an athletic build. That was because I was black too. I can't fathom why she thought that was okay. I really don't think she would have made that joke if I were white. 
So for the rest of that shift, I was I was really messed up. Um, I just kept asking myself the same question, like, why? Why would she say that? And if I'm ever in that situation again, I'd be straight up, like, why did you say that? That's not okay. I do believe people say different things to different people, but where does one draw the line? While you can say whatever you want to whomever you want, I don't think you should. In the past, I had no problem with these questions about height or basketball because my head was always saying, if only you knew. If only you could have seen me play. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I will go out again and try to walk on and see what happens. Stay tuned on that one. But she kind of ruined those questions for me. A couple weeks ago, I went out to eat with some friends. We went to a burger place here in Gainesville. And, you know, I ordered my food. And as the cashier gave me my cup, she said, how's the weather up there? And, you know, I kind of just laughed it off. Um, but it really kind of messed me up. I was like, does she have an ulterior motive? Simple question. But, you know, after going through what I'd gone through, and it, it was like a little joke, um, I was like, okay, something, something might be up here. But the important thing here is you have to be careful with what you say. Something I've learned with this podcast is that what I say now could come back to bite me later, right? So I don't want to say anything that could get misconstrued and be detrimental to me in the future. So whatever you say, think about the consequences. Think about how the other person may feel. Um, Just be smart about it because... Some people can tell that love is fake and they won't trust the words you say and they'll be thinking about how you want to click up after your mistakes and they look you in the face and it's just not the same. Mm. Maybe that was too fast. Let me break it down for you. I can tell that love is fake. I don't trust the words you say. How you want to click up after your mistakes. Look you in the face and it's just not the same. I've been down so long, it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. Straight up to my face. I've been down so long, it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. Straight up to my face. Skirt. Uh, maybe you heard this story and you don't think she was being racist. And maybe I did blow this all out of proportion. But the fact of the matter is, what she said made me feel uncomfortable. It made me feel less than. And because it made me feel less than, it's likely that it'll make somebody else feel uncomfortable or as if they're being diminished. So, you know, be careful what you say. Um... Speak up when somebody says something that just doesn't sit right with you because the behavior is likely to continue because, you know, people don't know any better. Uh, Originally, I wasn't going to tell this story, but I was encouraged to do so by my classmates. They pointed out to me how 
ignorant people can be and how we can't bridge the gap if we hold on to our pain and discomfort. So, you know, I'm Trey Johnson. I'm a quiet kid with something to say. And from now on, you can expect to hear stories like this as it happens to me. Um, But hopefully the next time I come across something like this, I can tell you about the time I stepped up and confronted that person and said, hey, I would really appreciate it if you would stop doing this. So, you know, stay tuned for that. That's the end of episode 10. Thank you all for listening. I know I branded this show as a sports talk show, but to be honest, it's taken a life of its own. I do a lot more than sports. Uh, Trey J has layers, y'all. Um, <laughs> I, as you know, I've done racial injustice. I've done, uh, I've talked about my faith. I do personal testimony. I sing a little bit. Kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, the story, this, this show is just kind of whatever is going on in my head. And to figure out what's going on, you're just going to have to tune in. Be tuned in with Trey. So... Be on the lookout for more content and episodes. And until then, stay tuned. JJ, out.